Okay. There we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the outer rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tully. Come to you. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Will. Will, how are you today, sir? I'm well. Bright suns, everybody. Hope you're all doing well on this fine, what day is it? Thursday night? Thursday. February yeah, yeah. 10th at the time yes. of recording. Yes. Happy to have, this is a double week for us, right? We had our. I know, yeah. We just, uh, we want to thank everyone who joined us for our uh, Star Wars podcast live stream. We apologize that it took a little, a couple of more days to actually get it uploaded than we were wanting to. A little technical difficulty with that, but we managed to get it up. And last time I looked on the Facebook group page for the uh, live stream of Weirdy Watch, we were over 158 views for that, for the for the Facebook live stream view. Oh, that's uh, cool. Not not on the actual show, but later on. But so uh, everyone who who was there, all the other podcasts who took part in it, again, thank you. And we look part in, we look forward to doing it again next year uh, for the third oh. annual podcast day. But. Uh, we have, we're going to move on, yep. and I understand, Will, that you have some collecting news to talk about. Yes, I, I was just asking, uh, when we were off air, I was asking John if we could do a maybe a, either once every week or every other week or once a month, uh, kind of a collecting update. So uh, there was some pretty cool stuff that happened this week in the area of collecting, or at least uh, announced. Uh, and, you know, it's been going on, for those who don't know, you know, the collecting uh, world has been never been quite the same since Toys R Us closed down, at least in the United States, mm-hmm. because of the fact that since that's normally the um, that's normally the central hub of all things uh, toys, uh, and all the other you know all the other places are not really you know doing it as much. And now that they closed, and then no, nobody else picked up the slack. So all of the collecting is really being done online. Everything is being done via you know. Special announcements. Um, so, what I wanted to announce is that you know, basically, they've been doing Hasbro and Lucasfilm have been doing this thing called um, uh, "Bring Back the Bounty" or "Bring Back the Bounty" or "Bring the Bounty dot uh, com" or something, where each week they announce something new. They've been doing this since basically November or October. And they've been releasing new things, and and quite quite a bit. There's been a lot of stuff that come out. Maybe there's a figure here, a figure there. Well, yesterday and today they announced and released orders for a ton of stuff. Um, some of it, you know, vintage collection, which are the three and three quarter inch figures that look like they're on the card. You know, the original vintage card. They released um, a clone trooper for pre-order um, from the five hundred first Yoda on an Empire Strikes Back card, and. Uh, but the real, real big thing I wanted to share is that they've—they're releasing this thing called Jabba's Palace Throne Room playset. It is a freaking huge diorama, essentially, that you can place all of your Jabba and aliens in. You can also set it up for your Boba. You know, you can also call it Boba Fett's throne room. If you've been keeping up with the show, so this is fantastic. You can look it up. Um, Hasbro Pulse. It's an exclusive through Hasbro Pulse. Uh, this thing is amazing. Uh, it's got a huge. Uh, you got a, it's got the the Jabba's um, dais that you can put the character on. It's got uh, the throne for Boba Fett. All these other different bits and pieces that you can um, add to it. So it's really really cool. Uh, it's retailing for two hundred and twenty nine dollars, which is insane. But when you Whoa. consider, yeah, when you consider what the Haslab projects have been going for and even ships like the adat and the the big millennium falcon um i guess it's not too surprising but um we're i'm shocked that they released basically what is a playset because they haven't released playsets really good playsets in ever you know since like the vintage days in addition they had a whole series of new black series figures like omega um ahsoka tano from the mandalorian death watch mandalorian the client um echo from from Bad Batch as well, the Knight Brother Archer. Um, they also have uh, some. They're, they're, they're doing this thing. Black Series is called archiving, where they're le- they're releasing older figures that were once released and are now coming back. Uh, they got the Skiffgar Lando Calrissian, Dengar, the Emperor Palpatine, C three PO. So just a lot of stuff came out in one day, or at least was announced in one day. Now, of course, it'll be 
between six months and a year before all this stuff comes getting shipped if you've pre-ordered it. But which is again a frustrating thing for collectors is to try to keep track of what they order, when they ordered it, and and the fact that I, a lot of companies just ship things out one box at a time. So I have a stack of boxes for of one figure each that I have to get open yet. So it's 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 been crazy. But I've I just wanted to share with that. That's really some cool collecting news and. Uh, the Razor Crest, which is the big HasLab project, has apparently been shipping. So I should mm. be receiving the one I put in an order for over a year ago. And uh, I'm excited to do that. My YouTube channel will do a uh, an unboxing of that as soon as I am able to. So right. that's my news. Thanks for letting me have a moment to share. All right. Excited. Well, we have a, uh, a packed show today because we have two shows to kind of look at and review chapter six and seven of the book of Boba Fett. Uh, we oh, talked Mike. a little bit about chapter six last week. Yes, we did. Um, it was, I don't, there was a lot of, I personally, I don't know if it was, I mean, there were parts of it that I was just like so excited about. Um, but I don't know if there was as I know there was, yeah. I mean, seeing Luke again. I mean, what did you think about seeing Luke again? Well, I mean, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I thought uh what I I was um I thought it was a better Luke. I thought the the CG, the computer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know that there was uh the gentleman at was it Shamook or something that does um that does a lot of deep fakes. Yeah. Uh it was um uh, hired by Lucasfilm, and they actually also brought in another body actor to yeah. to yeah. Uh, do it. And 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 I understand Mark Hamill wasn't brought in really at all; it wasn't needed for it. Uh, but I'm glad that they gave him for screen credit, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he received uh, some type of compensation. You know, and and I just feel like you know we're delving into new territory here, and I think that uh, if it's going to be if we're delving into this new territory, I think it's great that Star Wars is leading the way. You know, they started that way with Rogue One with with um, Grand Moff Tarkin and Princess Leia, and now we're seeing it kind of expand <gasps> to other things. And I'm I'm uh, uh, I I I'm kind of excited for that. I think that it's uh, it's something that I mean, who knows what the potential can be in the future, especially yeah. if they can keep the cost down. You know. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes, yeah. you know. I think but, there's a lot of other things that were as far as Luke's character that were answered in this in this as far as you know, in the expanded in the old expanded universe, Luke, you know, he's shied away from the idea of no attachments, no, you know, he allowed allowed the Jedi to have, you know, you know, he himself had a wife in the old expanded universe. In this one, he seemed to very much hold to the traditional view of no attachments. Um, you see that with how he he said it with at the end with Grogu, where he says, "You have the choice: you can return to the Mandalorian, or you can stay with me." And uh, you also see a lot of Yoda in his teaching, like yeah. very Yoda centric. But I also liked what what was said when he had his scene with Ahsoka where he said like, I feel like he's just remembering. I'm not really teaching him. I'm just helping, you know, he, I'm helping him to remember what he was already taught. And you consider the fact that he, that, that Grogu is 50. All right. And, and if he was taken as a baby to the Jedi to be trained, then he's had roughly, you know, how many years has it been since he had like 20 years of training probably. Right. You know, which is uh, about uh, seventeen years or so more than Luke got. All right, you know, oh, yeah. or more, maybe nineteen years more. So, and I also think that the this opens up the potential for a Luke Skywalker story. Mm-hmm. When you know, I I think that there's definitely something here where you can see Luke Skywalker starting the Jedi Temple, and I'm really excited. Not that I'm like. Baiting, waiting with bated breath. I mean, there's plenty of other things that are coming down the pike that I'm excited about. But now that they've established that they can do this, I think that there's definitely potential for it. Now, the question being, is it going to be a lead story by Luke Skywalker, like where he's the lead? I don't know if that would fly. I don't know how people would feel about that. But uh, I also feel that 
it is something where uh, you know, we can see we can see what happened. He's building this temple with his androids, and and you know, I personally, you know, as we're as we're talking here, we're, we're, I guess we're going to be bopping around. But you know, he left. He gave Grogu this choice. You know, basically, return to the Mandalorian or do the uh, you know become a Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, and and I and I think I don't know. A lot of people were like, "Oh, he's going to stay with the Jedi." I'm like, uh, I hope not. If we want to have. Now we'll we'll get into that later. The difference. Yeah, I went back and forth on it because, and I've said this before, I am always worried about the idea of Grogu or the child, whatever you want to call him, becoming a crutch for the Mandalorian. Where the only re- you know that was the thing that if any critique was said about Mando season one and two was it was the Baby Yoda show. And I personally would have liked to have seen if the series could stand on its own without, without, you know, the, the cuteness factor. Not that I didn't love baby, not that I didn't love Grogu, not that I didn't love it, but I just wanted to see this character stand on his own and have stories. Now I'm not saying that I'm not going to love Mando season three. I am. I probably am. But this was just me personally. I was wanting to have that separation at least for a season, and then maybe bring back the child back in, so we can, you know, to let the series stand on its own without, you know, the I don't hate to use the word gimmick, but without the the child well, being there. Okay, what I I would say to that, my response to that would be uh, that I understand what you're saying. Okay, but I kind of equate the Mandalorian to, um, in some ways, like Batman, okay, mm-hmm. in the sense that, all right, so there's this new Batman movie coming out, The Batman, yeah. and I am not a real, I mean, I, you know, my own personal tastes for Batman is, you know, if it ain't Adam West and Burt Ward, I'm not interested, all right, now, that's just me, I respect that there are many, many people that are absolutely, um, you know, you know, enthralled with the comic book version of Batman, but I, you know, and, and that they wanted that now, you know, then it got a little bit of that with Michael Keaton, but then it started to get campy again. Then they got it. They really got a good sense of it with, um, the, you know, the, um, what's his name? Slater. And, uh, not Slater. What the heck is there? What the, who, who did Batman, Bat, the Batman begins. And oh, night, the, uh, um, the Christian, the Christian Bale. Christian Bale. The, it's like Christian Slater. Yeah. Christian Slater. Wait, what? Christian Bale. Bale. Right. Then, right. Yes, it would have. Then Ben Affleck with the whole dark, you know, the whole Batman V Superman and justice league. And now they got this new guy or, you know, what's his name? Patterson oh, or whatever. Pattinson, Pattinson excuse me. Yeah, Pattinson. And I've watched a tra- trailer to that and it had, I have absolutely no interest. Okay. And I think a lot of people are going to leave it at the trailer and not go see that movie. Yeah. And, but a lot of people are, but I think that in Lucasfilm's mind, you know, they're trying to, to right now, they're trying to get a core audience behind a, a, a solid, strong core audience behind, um, the Mandalorian and the Disney plus star Wars streaming. Right. And then they could break away from that with other things. And if they want to go into a dark place over here or do something different over there, do something more comical over here. But I feel like the Mandalorian, you know, they hung their flag on, it isn't just about, it's about this character and how this character is affected by this foundling. Mm-hmm. I don't consider him baby Yoda. I don't consider him cute little Grogu, yeah. a cute little puppet, cute factor. I don't consider that. Yeah. I consider him a foundling. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Mandalorian, it's, it's, it's his, yeah. his clan of two. Right yeah. now, I will say, I will say that again, we're popping around here. But there were moments in the very last episode of Boba Fett, book of Boba Fett, that I felt like he was he was ready to sit, stand his ground and die with oh, yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah. If that's not you know being a tribe or being a clan, I don't know what is. Yeah. So I feel like that his story could go in a different direction with with or without Grogu and maybe connect with Boba Fett more, but we'll see. Um, sure. You know, but I, I, I just feel that, that um, not my big thing about Grogu is that I like the character. I like, I, I know that he's not going to stay an infant forever, although he can, I like what Luke said in the, in the episode, a lifetime, uh, you know, 
a day for him is a lifetime for somebody else, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and that's something to, you know, to consider, yeah. but, um, yeah. So I, I liked, I liked what was going on with the story between five mm-hmm. and six yeah. episode five and six. I liked that, you know, Mandalorian had, you know, Din Jaren had a mission first see him in episode five kind of trying to go back to his old ways but he's got the dark saber but he's struggling with that he's he's kind of lost a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. and and then you know he get he finds himself back on tatooine um you know with a side mission here of getting a ship and then he runs into you know runs into uh fennec and fennec offers him a job he doesn't take the money mm-hmm. and but he does want to go visit an old friend. So I think that, you know, we're establishing just part of the part of him is setting things up for the yeah. next season. And part of it is, um, you know, just just kind of showing why was Mandalorian there when, you know, why why would he show up and just help Mandalorian? Yeah. I think they wanted to explain that story. So, yeah, but one man, thing, that yeah, go ahead. One thing that I and, and I didn't mention this when we did our review of episode five, but then someone mentioned something about it. I got a very eighties action TV show vibe when they were putting together the N one. It's reminding me of almost the A team, where they got the plan together and there. You got the montage of them working. I, I look back and I'm like that was very much an A team oh. type of a thing where they're putting putting everything together and getting it all. But, but if they, had, I, I agree with you, but I would have really been on board with that if they had built a cannon out of duct tape that yeah. launched toilet paper. As long, if they had yeah. the cannon that launched toilet paper, I would have been there. I would have been, oh, it's totally A team. And get Mike Post back to dry, to write the music, it would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but, but, but the other thing about, um, about the, the sixth episode, you know, while we're talking about it, it's just the amazing return of so many awesome characters between, you know, oh. um, Pele yeah. and Cobb Vanth, and then the 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 reveal of Cad Bane Cad at the Bane. end. I which, was sitting. You go ahead. I I think I scared my wife a little bit. There between this episode and the last episode, um, my wife has never seen the Clone Wars. Ah. And we're watching this, and I see him in the distance. And first thing I said is, "That looks like that looks like Cad Bane." And she kind of looked at me like, "Who's Cad Bane?" I'm like, "Awesome bounty hunter, deadliest bounty hunter." And then I see the reveal, and I I literally I screamed like a little schoolgirl. I went, "Wow!" <laughs> the good thing oh. in my in my house, what's funny about it is that it was a little side story here. We. Um, my wife was a teacher in an elementary school and, um, years ago they, they had us like an auction, you know, like a, like a service auction kind of thing to raise money for the PTA. And we made a donation since my wife's a technology teacher. I, we said we would make a donation of like, we would put together, you know, for four or five students, they could come and we'd have like a star Wars day after school. And we would make a radio play. Mm. Of, of of the Clone Wars. Now, you got to remember, the Clone Wars was still on at this point. It was very popular. The f- first and second graders were nuts for it. Yeah. And uh, I had, and, and um, anyway, so what we had done was we had, you know, a couple of kids picked it out. So there were about four kids. I actually grabbed vocal sound clips of from different episodes and from us with Ahsoka and Anakin and a bunch of other characters. And I fashioned together a story and I, created a script and I had the kids read the lines from the script and then we put it together and make a nice little radio play that we would be able to share with them and their families. And we also let, they came dressed as Jedi when they did the, the recording and we took photos and we put the photos in there too. So it was a really cool thing. And, and, um, and I put like, you know, I, I did it like a, it wasn't just radio. I, I used like imagery too, you know, from, from the, from the show. So I had gotten, the, you know, I made up the story based on the di- dialogue we were hearing from some of the episodes, and that happened to be the, right around the time that Cad Bane was in the show. So that's the only reason my wife knew who Cad Bane was was because of this project we worked on, where she got to yeah. see pictures of. Oh wow, he's creepy looking. Yeah, that's right. And then so when we saw it, we saw Cad Bane show up. She's like, "Oh, is that that creepy blue guy?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Ah!" Oh. And then he had the teeth, and yeah. he looked up, and he had the red eyes, and Ugh. oh yeah, the red. Yeah, that's what, when he does the reveal from the from the brimmed hat. And I, 
again, you know, the, the Western tropes in this in this well, one are just so. Well, <laughs> it's funny. The beginning of the episode, you see Cobb Van, and and his whole thing there where he breaks up the spice trade spice deal. Yeah. And I'm like, and all I kept saying was the only thing that would make this thing 100% Western was that was if he had a hat, like a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. But no, they're not going to do that. This is Star Wars. They don't do cowboy hats in Star Wars. And then Cad Bane showed up at the end of the cowboy hat. I was oh. like, okay, I guess it is. But I loved it. I was there for it. I oh. thought it was so, so much cool. fun. Yeah, so um, cool. Late raised a lot of questions about yes. did, did did he kill Cab Cab And uh, you know, but uh, before we get to the next episode, I'm trying to think of anything else. Well, I mean, just so great to see Amy Sedaris again. Yeah. Um, you know, saying a. Um, Amy Sedaris, and I'm trying to think of the other guy's name. Um, the actor who plays the major domo. Mm, yes. Um, they, I did not realize that oh, they. I can't think of his name. Oh, yeah, no, I'm like trying to get his name. And oh, no, I'm, I'm looking it up now. Um, sorry. <laughs> ah, stop. Uh, didn't watch. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, hold on. Uh, where is it? Yeah, his name is. Oh, it's David Pasquese. 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 Yeah, I think it's David Pasquese. Well, David Pasquese and Amy Sedaris work together with Second City TV, which is exactly when I was looking at their 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 banter and because they had a little scene together in the last episode. But the way their 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 brand of comedy, their brand of improv, I just thought of Eugene Levy and. Um, Catherine O'Hara from mm-hmm. also from Second City or Martin Short, John Candy, that whole Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas, there's all those yeah. people that were Second City alum and that type of humor, that type of kind of improvisatory style oh. line delivery and stuff. And it just struck me that I didn't know that they were Second City TV and then I learned about it later. Mm-hmm. So, but it was so great to see her return with those with the characters and and with the droids and oh it was just yeah. it was so much fun and then to see a naboo starship i mean i think i mentioned this in the last episode you know to have a a naboo starship prequel faster than a father sequel trilogy you know and be on tatooine original trilogy original, I mean, yes yeah you got to imagine that these people are they do pretty much understand that this is you know they're, they're really trying to appeal to a mass crowd here and with yeah. Luke building the Jedi Temple in the exact space that is going to eventually, spoiler alert, be destroyed by, by Ben Solo or and Ben Solo and Snoke, I guess. Yeah. Um, they're 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 grabbing hold of and keeping hold of the sequel trilogy. So it's 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 amazing to me. I'm 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 just I'm here for it. And so. of course, we have uh, chapter six end with we're going we go from western to gangster. Uh, classic gangster movie with the bombing of the uh, the the cantina, yeah, the, the cantina, yeah, which yeah. is straight out of. And this is one thing that a lot I've, I've seen several people notice is the correlation between Boba Fett and the Godfather, the Godfather movie, particularly Godfather Not, Two. Yeah, but I thought that scene was it right. That scene with the bombing was right out of Untouchables. Yes, I mean yes. you forgot your. The only difference was that he actually got to say the 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 rest of the sentence. The little yeah. girl was like, "You forgot your boom," and, you know, and then he's like, "You forgot your cantona," and then boom, second oh, later. Yeah. So um, I'm but, sorry but that did you know there was no Max Rebo. I know. <laughs> I Max know. Rebo survived. Max Rebo. I there was a lot of people that laughed like Max Rebo was on the barge and that exploded and he survived that. Yeah. And then he was on, and, and then, you know, he wasn't, we didn't visually see him, so he, he wasn't there. So some people were like, I think Max is in on it. And I some, said, someone, and, you know, not to get, a, not to get ahead, but some people were, were joking that in the, uh, the, the mid credit scene that they should have Max Rebo in the, in the back to tank. You know, I love Max Rebo and I would be, and if they made a Disney plus series all about Max Rebo, I'd be there for it. But, yeah. you know, I think that, He's a character that's best served as a background character. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he was my favorite. I man, when I was a kid, I had Max Rebo Adventures because he was the piano player, and I'm a piano player, so I'm like, you know, I related to the guy. You know, all these uh, you know, worldly galaxy changing events happening around him, and he's just playing his piano, 
you know, just you know, clueless, clueless to it. So, yeah. So I was glad that they that yeah. he was noticeably absent when that bomb went off. So, yeah. so and so then, much to unpack. And and did you see the poster that Lucasfilm released? Hmm. It was like a it was a poster. Oh God, I don't know if I can find it, but um, it was a book of Boba Fett. They've been releasing like one-off posters of I don't know where you can get them or um, but it's they did one last week with all the characters that you've been basically seeing this season so far. And yeah, it looks like here it is. Um, Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling it up. I'm trying to. Oh, so there it is. Right. You can see like, look, at yeah. look who's in there. Right. You got Bo- you got Boba Fett in the top. You got the Mandalorian. You got Fennec. You got Ahsoka. You got Luke. You got um, the, the, the twins. You even got the Rancor Keeper there. And Cad Bane, I mean, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't yeah. want, who would not want to, you know, like that's, that's kind of just, even got the mods in there. It's crazy. And, um, you know, that leads us to the last episode. So after seven, and we started out right in that cantina, uh, the bombed out cantina. I saw no organ, no keyboard there. So again, confirmation yeah. that Max survived. Max, even... Max Rebo survived. Yes. And so did his piano. Um, so. And they are preparing their battle plan for the upcoming war. I thought it was interesting that you know part of the the storyline was that they were fully expecting Cobb Vanth and his crew to join them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't until. Uh, um, and then I also thought it was interesting that Cad Bane went to go talk to the to the Pikes, and he found out, um, you know, a little yeah. more information, and he yeah. used that information to try to, you know, I don't know, goad Boba Fett into mm-hmm. doing a draw with him, you know, early, and he and he held back thanks yeah. to Fennec. But yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I thought it was an yeah. interesting play. Now I will say this: um, there was a lot. There's been some talk that there were some people that were underwhelmed by the last episode, and I am not one of them. I was very much happy with that episode. I group watched it with my daughter and my wife. We were there and we watched it together, and it was just we were. It was like being in a theater cheering on, you know, mm-hmm. the big fun battle at the end. Uh, yeah. it, you know, it had its classic tropes of you know. The, the bad guys have the upper hand and some, then some people swoop in to help, help along. And yeah. then, then there's a false victory. And then they, they just kept coming back and forth and back yeah. and forth. And I just, I thought it was fantastic. So now there's some people, and I haven't heard anything yet, but I remember the, the first episode with the mods, uh, with that chase, with the chase scene where they're chasing the, the major domo through the, the streets of Mos Espa. Yeah. A lot of people said it was really slow. That was the biggest complaint I heard was like, that the chase scene was too slow. Like the, um, and I did notice that, like when you saw the 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 speeders going through the mod speeders, it, they did seem to be maybe a tad slow. Um, well, I think I have a I have I have a think a theory as to why that seemed that way, and I think part of it is the fact that they were you know this is what happens when you try to do practical effects. You yeah. know, you can't create a. A, 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 you know something out of thin air that doesn't exist like a hover bike essentially yeah and have it run without you know have it run in real time without it having you know limitations uh not to mention your budget you know and that other stuff and you know even even if they did want to do it with computer imagery it would you know it would take really you're talking about riding on top of something that is all green screen and you have to animate everything around it. And they were trying to do a lot of stuff in set. And I think that the only way they could do that was to have it be slightly slower. I don't think it was much slower. I don't think they, people joke like they were right, like riding on like, you know, ECV scooters or something. I don't think it was anything like that. I just yeah. think that we're, I think that there's a speed element that people are used to, particularly in star Wars with speeder bikes and, and things that they, I think they tried a different way to do it. And I think that now I didn't mind it. I kind of liked being able to see better. I think sometimes this, the you know, the constant need for speed has gotten to the point where it's very, um, it's almost like nauseating to watch, yeah. you know, some things. But uh, nonetheless, if you know people feel that way, that's fine. Uh, never bothered me. Never really. Yeah. I, I like being able to see. I like the the. I called it, you know, in the earlier episode with the mods chasing the speeder. I always liked. To me, it was a it was a nod to Greece. 
you know, mm-hmm. when they were when they were using their droid parts to kind of cut through the speeder. That was a nod to like the the hubcap, yeah. the guys hubcapped uh, blades or whatever that were cutting through the uh, thing. So the the car hull, but uh, um, but in this episode, in the last episode, I don't know. I thought that uh, you know there was a, an interesting. It was an interesting setup. I I had yeah. a feeling that our three families, you know, the Aqualesh, the the Trandoshans, and the Nictu were gonna were gonna yeah. renege on their deal. I did too. Um, and, and you know, just seeing seeing it, you know, pan out where you saw you know them, you know, get the blasters, and especially when they when they went after when the Trandoshans tried to take out. Uh, I thought Chrysanthemum Chrysanthem, Chrysanthem was, Chrysanthem was dead. I thought, I thought he was done. Now the one, the one thing that I will say that I was a little was with the Grimorian guards because we've seen, we saw in the first episode that these Grimorians can fight. They can put up a fight, and it's like, really, you just pushed off a cliff, really. I. <sighs> Yeah, I can go with that. I can agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do think that that they, when you consider the fact that they were really the only ones that yeah. were the real sacrifice, yeah. I mean, no one else really died. I mean, there might have been one yeah. or two of the villagers or whatever, but I mean, yeah. no one else that we connected with. And yeah. then we didn't. Not that we really connected with the Gamorians, but we connected with. They were loyal. They were. I like the Gamorians. you know, and and I, yeah. and I can appreciate that, but but it is. It was it was yeah. kind of sad, but I, I just, think you I didn't mean, need. I just wish they would. I, I mean, I don't mind that they died, that they they were the ones that were that died. Just I, you know, maybe a little bit more of a fight. You know, put up yeah, maybe. a fight. Take a take a couple of them with you as you're going out. Yeah, I suppose that would have worked too. You know. Yeah. Um. But uh, but I thought you know we they 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 did a neat job of of that ambush. Yeah. So to kind of show the dire need for it, and and uh, you know I I appreciated uh, the way they strategized the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that they balanced things out. I mean, I will be honest with you when when uh, Boba was leaving to go for backup, quote unquote, I'm like, who the heck is he going to get? Oh. Who's left? And I really was yeah. like, saying, I was racking my brain. I, I'm like, I think they did a good job of misdirection because the first, one of the things I thought, and I think maybe a lot of other people did too, is it's like he's gonna get another tribe of Tuscans. He's gonna he's get what? Gonna, another tribe of Tuscans. Oh, he's gonna fight yeah. Tuscans. I thought, I thought of that, oh, like, okay. But, but the only reason that that kind of, I dismissed it was because the Tuscan tribe that he was with mm-hmm. was saying that a lot of other tribes do things differently. Yeah. So they don't all, you know, it's not like one tribe, you, you know, you've, you've, you've befriended one tribe. You've now friended with all of them. Right. You might have a better understanding of them, but I don't think that they're going to just necessarily jump, jump on board to help you fight your war. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when they don't even know who you are. So I, I, I didn't see that as being a realistic thing, unless yeah. he happened to find that. Now, now, the thing I will say is that I wasn't a hundred percent certain uh, that, his old tribe was all wiped out, but they were. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, and they kind of mentioned that and they mentioned how, and it was interesting. People talked about, he took out that gang and they weren't the ones, they weren't Ooh. the ones who killed his tribe. Yeah. Now, yeah. But what are your thoughts about that? Were you, did you feel that the I, gang was wrong? Because they seemed like pretty jerky groups anyway. So I, I think, I mean, I, I kind of saw it coming. I kind of had hints, you know, that that's probably what happened. But um, I mean, I mean, what about the fact now? Is there should should Boba feel guilt over taking out the gang? But because I, I kind of feel like the gang had it coming for other reasons, if not. Yeah, you know. I don't think. I mean, knowing Boba's character, he probably doesn't. He's probably yeah. just like, well. That's I mean, fine. also has to clean up the town, and that's one way you can, yeah, do, you know. Yeah, these, yeah. So he was kind of killing another bird there, anyway. Yeah, two with birds that with one stone. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Now, what did you think about? Now we've talked a little bit about that. Seeing the X-wing land in uh, Paley's Paley's. <laughs> uh, well, I I was. You know, at first I'm like, oh, it's got to be Luke, you know. But then she started saying something like it was the one of the 
police yeah, guys. Yeah, Republic. Yeah, and I'm like, like, oh, officer, but, officer, officer. But that really looked like R2. You know, just, yeah. oh, just yeah. got that yeah. distinct look. I, I saw what, that's the first thing I saw when I saw R2. I'm like, that's Red Five. That's but then Red I'm like, Red. and I'm like, is he not in there? And I'm like, oh my god. Did then I'm thinking, did Grogu fly the plane? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh wait, no, R2. R2, 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 R2 can fly his ship. Yes, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's just, it is kind of funny. Like, you know, what was that conversation? Yeah, I love, I love the, the, the thing when R2 is talking, you realize, like, okay, Paley can understand. R2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're an athlete. She yeah. works with nothing but droids. I the think droids. she's pretty good. And then the line of, like, Grogu, that's horrible. I'm not going to call you that. I'm not going to call you that. Which that, is that's... a callback to, which is kind of a nod to the fans that when they, a lot of fans, when they heard the name, they're like, Grogu. Yeah, You'll always be, Yoda. you know, Babe Yoda. You'll always be Babe Yoda. So that was kind of a nice little nod to all the all the fans that said, like, oh, I don't really like that name. I also, uh, my, my and, and, and when it, but when the cockpit opened and there was no Luke, I'm like, did Luke, what, what was that conversation like? Did, did I, yeah, be I like, was fine, like, you're going to pick the, you're going to pick the change, the change shirt. Go back to your Mando. R2, get him in there. Go. <laughs> you're dead to me now. No. Um, yeah, it did I mean, seem kind of like, really? I mean, yeah, he's 50 years old, but he's still. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Um, it is what it is. I mean, he didn't really need Luke there, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and for practicality reasons, I mean, there was a lot going on in that episode. So you got to remember that there is such a thing called budgets, you know, and they yeah. have to kind of do that. Yeah. And I thought about that because there was a lot of rumors. Like, oh, maybe Han Solo and Chewie are going to show up. I'm like, I. A DH Han Solo. I mean, I, maybe that'll happen somewhere. Maybe they're working on it for something else. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But I can tell you right now that after everything that happened in that first, in episode six, that was an expensive show. And I'm amazed that we got as much as we got in episode seven. You know, I was not expecting oh. uh, any, any, uh, and then they were talking about who else could they bring in? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't think you should, you should shoehorn characters just yeah, for you know what it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do do that. I think no. You know, um, I think, but I will say, but I gotta say, like okay. you said, we're talking about a misdirect. I did not expect. I don't know why. I just didn't expect to see him riding the Rancor. I know. I forgot about the Rancor. I completely, I completely forgot about it. Forgot about the Rancor. And I'm thinking, and I'm then, hearing like the sound, and I'm like, uh oh. I'm like, what? Well, and first thing I, I thought was, I thought crate dragon. Like, no, yeah, I, I did too. But I was like, "Why would he? No, he couldn't be riding a great dragon." Like, why is he bringing sense. a great dragon? And then I saw, then I saw it, and I'm just like, <gasps> "Yeah!" I even yelled out, "He's riding a great dragon!" That was yeah. Just, oh, um, we went. Yeah, you know, we and then we end almost with King Kong. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> like. Well, but I want to talk before we get to there. I want to talk a little bit about those, um, like souped up destroyer droids. Oh, those oh, were scary. They were because I never, I mean, the, the destroyer droid from episode one scared me because yeah. you got these things that you know, fire rapid fire blaster bolts and have shields. Yeah. Then you take that and let's like raise it up and give it a, a you know, multiply it by a hundred in terms of power and size and now you got these monstrosities that are there causing all this damage and and, and killing people i mean it was scary stuff and then <laughs> he kept it in the rancor i mean i appreciated i was very happy and very impressed with the transition from puppet rancor over to digital rancor in the way that it moved in the way it flowed and the way and the power in his punch I just thought that was very well executed and yeah. um, and I'm uh, and, and and it was kind of fun to see because I know he was like I want to learn to ride it. I've ridden yeah. things 10 times its size. It was nice to see him, you know. I saw a meme have, that, that was afterwards. It was from uh it was a, it was a SpongeBob meme and you see the city all in flames and uh SpongeBob and Patrick are supposed to be dead and demand uh dead and well but they're like we did it, Dinjarin. We saved the city. And the city's all in flames behind them. I know, I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, me and my wife both were looking at it. It's like, by that record, we're trying to save the city. They're sure destroying the city a lot. It's nuts. You know, it's just. Yeah. It was, abs- it was so much fun. Just you know, and, 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 yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a hooting, hollering moment. I mean, 
Like um, just, just so much uh, fun. for all the critiques I said about, you know, May, uh, Mando and the child, you know, uh, Din and Grogu getting back together. That was such a cute scene when, uh, Din when uh, not Din Djarin, but Grogu jumped into Din Djarin's arms like that. Yes, that was so funny. And it was like, time. Oh. It's great to see you, buddy. But I'm kind of busy here. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, your timing could not be worse. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, just um, just so awesome. And I just uh. I just like the way this whole thing play, you know, played out. I mean, it was a war against the Pikes. Pikes were, you know, it was kind of setting up for it, and and it made to me, it made the episode, the last two episodes, that were not very Boba centric. It made sense to me. It made made me feel like what Lucasfilm is doing, what Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing, are essentially trying to kind of build this. Disney Plus, Star Wars TV, you know, you know, small screen world that yeah. can that fits with the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. and Rogue One and Solo, okay, and the Bad Batch and mm-hmm. the Clone Wars and Rebels, you know, like literally all these things are all interactive, tied together, and and I and I'm I'm there for it. I think yeah. it's it's a really cool thing, and I think that. They, they, it was good for them to tell that. Go off on a small tangent to tell the story. You know, bring Mandalorian in and get a kind of a, 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 a mini season <laughs> break in there with him, so, you know, and and call it a day. It's been great. It was great. Yeah. But I want to yeah. talk about yeah, right after you know, if if it wasn't awesome enough to have the rancor kind of take out those machines, I loved Boba Fett's little do it <laughs> when he ripped it apart. Yeah. And then and then yeah, all of us. But now. Um, it's like the Hulk, you know, uh, the Rancor is all hyped up. He's all like crazy. So he's, he, he can't calm down. He's climbing up all mm-hmm. over the place and it's always, and of course it's Groku who once again mm-hmm. comes to the rescue with the force. Yeah. But not all asleep right next to him. And he's falling asleep. And if that's not going to be a Hallmark ornament next, oh. next year, I don't know what is because that yeah. is awesome. Grogu so, sleeping next to the Rancor. I could just fall asleep right next to him. Yes. Oh. And uh, there's, I mean, there's so many. Good. I mean, we're missing like. Um, I want to say one more oh. thing. One more thing about the Rancor. Like, let's remember that we really didn't get a good, good shot of the Rancor. Like, we got the Rancor sleeping. Then we got the Rancor like slightly awake, kind of looking at and and you know, m- mild movement, looking at Boba Fett. That's all we got from the Rancor. So and or and and then you know his like slight little fingernail or whatever poking through the uh poking through the grate when they're having the meeting yeah. so you know for him to be very very much a big reveal and a big yeah, and see feature. just how powerful it was like when he took that one i think it was one of the uh one of the pikes and just threw him halfway across the city oh. i know crazy yeah just so and then let's talk about the, the the demise of the the mayor, the Pike leader. Oh, I mean that. Yeah. I mean, I had a feeling something was going on because I I didn't see. I, mean, I know Fennec went to go find him, but I couldn't. You know, we had forgotten yeah. about Fennec, so I'm yeah. like, where is she going to show up? And then you see them all sitting there talking, and one by one, pachoo, 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 and then they hung. What's his name? Oh, the the mayor. The yeah, the authorian. Ooh. That was scary. Uh, yeah. you know, and then finally took took out the uh, the, the pike, and um, I just thought this. I is- loved I loved the interaction with when Din and uh, Boba Fett are discussing their plans, what they're going to do, and then the major domo <laughs> pipes up like, "If I may, if I may." <laughs> I know, and then oh, uh, I mean, there was just so many wonderful. You know, it's. <laughs> There is a formula, and I know it's a formula, and I know that, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes formulas can become formulaic. But, um, you know, I love the formula of, you know, of, of an intensity with a fight, a battle, a war, what have you, but mixed in with these these sweet moments and these charming moments and these funny mm-hmm. moments that break the tension. That's what they're there yeah. for. Because... 
I know how I feel when I watch certain things that don't do that. And after a while, it's it's uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. It's like watching um, – that's how I get when I – this is like the total opposite. I mean, the Marvel movies, I think Star Wars has done this. I think, you know, the TV show, The Mandalorian. I mean, how, about, how funny was it? Uh, that was another great one. I absolutely adored in the sixth episode when uh, the droids are making him a bench. Yes. <laughs> and he I has saw another meme that said that's the most dad thing he could do is he sees a place to lay down. Yeah, but it's like he does his fall is like now to fall asleep. I'm like, I know, but even yeah. when he was like, when they show him when they're making, he's like, "Is that a bench? How how long am I going to be here?" <laughs> you know, it's like I'm like, and it just it, to me that level that kind of humor. It's yeah, it brings like it brings a tension release that is well needed, I think. Mm-hmm. And I know some people disagree. Like I'm starting to say Quentin Tarantino movies. They are to me the quintessential opposite of this kind of thing. Not yeah. that they're bad. I mean, I mean, Quentin Tarantino is a brilliant f- filmmaker, but the the way he designs his films is it's that you, you don't ever, you never relax when you watch a yeah. movie because you know at any given time someone can turn in and blow somebody's brains out. You know what I mean? And and it's scary. You know, it's like it's it's stressful. <laughs> And and then and then you know that some some moments you can you you know let your guard down a little bit, but then other moments it kind of starts to kick in, and, and you know it's coming, and you don't know when, and it's very slow and very methodical. And I, as much as I love the craft of it, I it's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. So for me, yeah. I prefer you know having those moments of yeah. uh, break the tension, and to me that's much more fun like that. Oh, so yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, the moments with Den Jaren and Boba, I, I feel like we we yeah, be we were, yeah, seeing a, a new really sect, a new sect of Mandalorian could be those two guys. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he even said, yeah, he even makes the, the, the <laughs> distinction that even though Den has been kind of you know kicked out of of his his at least until he goes to the uh, the waters of Mandalore, the pools of Mandalore, whatever. You know, he still holds that believe you know he even you know Bob even says like do you believe do you really buy into that banta banta pudu and he said yes yes <laughs> yeah yeah i know it's true uh i i appreciate the journey that both boba fett and the mandalorian have been on you know and and to detractors who don't like the way boba fett has become they don't like that their bad guy was turned into a good guy well frankly i never saw him as a bad guy anyway i yeah. saw him as that he was a third party he was in the middle he yeah. he worked for he was a simple man trying to make his way in the universe like his father and that's what he did he went where the he went where the job was and i think his evolution made perfect sense particularly after getting thrown into a sarlacc pit yeah all right you know if yeah. you and, and so i that's me that's how i say it um but and that uh, last, that Cat- last uh, duel, the final duel with him and Cat Bane, Cad Bane um, and bringing up his father and bringing, you know, oh yeah, you know, mentioning all that stuff. How you're just now, like your dad. You're a killer, just like your dad. Now that's interesting. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was an un, yes, filmed right, yeah. um, Clone Wars episode with Bob, young Boba Fett, and Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. That would have ended up with a duel, to like a shootout, mm-hmm. you know, draw, and they both shot. Each, they would have both ended up shooting each other, but not killing each other, just wounding yeah. each other. Um, there was like pre-visualization for it. I never really saw it, so I've but it was interesting. Bits, they showed little bits yeah. on it on on YouTube. I've seen little. Bits yeah, yeah. It. That's also, the only that would also explain the dent. The dent in his helmet. Yeah. So I, I came. Uh, that's supposedly would have. Yeah, yeah, I came, came down that. to the idea that it seemed to me like they were actually referring to the fact that these guys had known each other. Not that there was yeah, any ever they, other than that previs thing. There wasn't really any evidence of that. So I thought that was a really interesting move. And yeah. I thought, but having him pull out the gaffy stick at the, the end, stick, what a way to yeah. honor his tribe, you know, yeah. and, and, to, and to take him out with that and yeah. you know i was a little disappointed that they killed cad bane but then i thought no, about but it did, like, they? did they i mean i, I mean they could bring like anybody can be brought back but i yeah. think i don't think that that's the intention 
And the thing is that Cad Bane, he does work. He works as a villain, but he doesn't work as the main villain. Yeah. He works as a hired gun that has his own agenda, that kind of thing. But but he's already been, you know, you can only have this guy, you know, the problem, and this is something that I remember some other people talking about back with the Clone Wars, is that the problem that we were running, running into sometimes with the Clone Wars is that you couldn't have a recurring villain. Because recurring villains, like a, a villain in Star Wars can last a movie or two or three. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, a person in... Um, a person that is a, a, a recurring villain in a TV series, you know, ends up just like, you know, curses, foiled again, twirl the mustache. I'll be back next week, like Dick Dastardly yeah. or something. Yeah. And and it becomes almost a cartoon. Well, yeah. it is a cartoon. I, mean, I think you could, you could say that, like, um, like how many times is Cad Bane going to fail? You know, yeah. like that's what happened, you know, in the Clone yeah. Wars. He had a few missions. He did something with Bad Batch. He did something with Rebels. I think he was with Rebels. I forget if he was in Rebels. I don't I think remember he's in Rebels. No, no, I, I don't think it like a, a good, you know, I think you could argue that Count Dooku was a recurring villain. Yeah, know? he didn't really. Lo- well, he, yes, yes. And as was Grievous, as was the Emperor. But they had to be careful that, that they didn't do too many things because how often are these guys going to run into each other off screen? You know, yeah. from the movies. But anyway, um, so I, I, I he had he had done enough. I think it was great to bring him in for this one off. Yeah. And if they bring him back later, great. I'm not I'm not going to complain. But I, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't too disappointed. Um, there had to be yeah. some level of finality. Yeah, there had to be, yeah, do something that that kind of um, showed and then, an ending. Yeah. And 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 Cad Bane was kind of a jerk. I'm sorry, <laughs> he was. Yeah. You know, he and, shot Cobb Vanth at the time, oh. and we were led to believe that Cobb Vanth may not have survived. That the other, his friend there, the the other guy there, killed him down, killed him, shot him down in cold blood or whatever. I'm like, oh my! Oh. And then, but then we get that fun scene at the end where they're walking in the street. I thought that was funny, like because he hurt his arm. Then mm-hmm. Boba's like, oh, I can't move my right arm, and he can't wave, so he just yeah. bows and 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 stuff. And they're like, well. Why don't you get in the back of the tank? Well, it's being used right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to put Chrysanthemum in there. But then he see Chrysanthemum. I'm like, well, then who's in the back of the tank? Who's he talking yeah. about? Yeah. So but then I was and, and and I didn't. Then I left, you know, went went through the credits. And then you see the back of the tank. And there's Cobb Van looking very different. Yeah. Made me think that maybe there was a last minute addition and he was on his way to shoot some other show. And I said, just lay down here. Lay, yeah. just, just lay in here and we'll just film me for like yeah. two seconds. Yeah, we'll just do this. Yeah, yeah, that so. was uh, a very, and it looks like he's going to be getting some mod, modification work done. Yes. Him. Well, he did get, you know, he did get shot in the real, like right here. So he probably is going to get a whole new arm. Yeah. I'm guessing he's going to get a whole, he's probably going to be pissed about it too. He's like, what the heck did you do to me? <laughs> yes. You know, you wake up whoop, with a southern, with a little southern drawl, like, wait, wait, what, what, what in the Sam Hill? <laughs> what oh. is this? What'd you do? This is yeah. my shooting arm. <laughs> yeah. Because then I'll have like a super bionic arm and they'll be like 10 times faster. Then I'll be like, oh, I can get used to this. All right. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Uh, so overall thoughts, overall thoughts on. Uh, I love the show. I love, I love the show. I. I mean, like any show, it's not perfect, but I mean, overall, I think any any minor critiques I might have had overshadowed the this this how fun the show was. Um, I think that's the one thing I'll say. This show was fun. Overall, this show was fun. I was thoroughly entertained. Yes, the entire time. I loved the slower episodes where I got to see character development from both Boba Fett and learning and, and learning about the Tuscans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and and with the more upbeat, faster episodes, uh, high speed episodes, I thought I was I was enthralled the whole time. I loved that they jumped away from Boba Fett for a little bit to to tell other stories. You know, I the only thing my only critique is I want more of it. You know, that's it. Yeah, give me more. Okay. Give me more, and, and 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 don't be afraid to introduce new characters, visit revisit some old ones. You know, uh, a little bit of both is fine with me. Uh, you know, I'm sorry for the people that didn't like it. I'm sorry for the people who hated the mods or who hated this or that. But my answer to that is like, look, you can't. If you want the universe to expand, 
you need to be okay with new images, new images, even yeah. if they don't maybe they don't feel like Star Wars. And yeah. and on top of that, if you don't want that, then you're gonna be you're gonna lose the momentum of of like new storytelling. It's all gonna feel derivative. Yeah. All right. You can only and do so, how many how many times a stormtrooper is gonna run around. Yeah. You know. So and speaking of new stories, we also got the news of the official release date for Obi-Wan May 25th, 2022. The 45th see- anniversary 40th, the exact 45th anniversary of the release of A New Hope. Can you believe that that 45 years after that yeah. movie came out, they're still telling stories with those characters. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm so, I mean, I'm it's so excited. It's the it's the uh, fairy tale of today, you know, like it's mm-hmm. like retelling the story of Snow White or Sleeping Beauty or the story of pirates or superheroes. You know, it's it's all these different tropes, yeah. and I'm just so happy to be living in this day and age where we have this, you know, and it's yeah. just um, it's just great. Uh, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and so I'm good. And uh, I and I got to say, uh, shout out another shout out to Ludwig Göransson for the theme for Boba Fett. I thought that was a, you know, dum 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 like the uh, thing I said. You know, a lot of people are talking yeah. like they want to they want to teach it and have like a, a sing along at like celebration. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to go to celebration this year, but I'm hoping that somebody does that. Yeah, and I'm hoping yeah. that we're. Uh... We're talking. Uh, we're already talking that next year we're going to have to do Disney, um, and we're just we're just debating: do we go West Coast or East Coast? Uh, I, I, what's it? What's the distance for each one? Uh, Florida's closer, but it I, also depends on on the price as far as stay, you know hotel and you know. Well, I. My suggestion, I know this is probably something we could talk off 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 uh, off uh, episode, but uh, I can tell you flat out, if you're anywhere in, on the East Coast, I definitely recommend the East Coast version only because this the whole Disney vacation is you're getting a lot more. You you can do you could stay in Disney, not that it would know, be expensive to do this, but you can stay in Disney World for near it for a week to two weeks or even three and not even come close to doing yeah. everything or enjoying yeah. it to its fullest. Um, whereas in Disneyland is much, and I love Disneyland. I absolutely love it. Um, it's a very small park. The two parks together are very small and um, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's a long weekend essentially there, maybe yeah. three, four days tops. Um, although it does have the Marvel campus, which if you're into Marvel, that's a great thing too. So it's up to you, but you know the Galaxy's Edge is virtually identical yeah, in both yeah. places. So, yeah. well, as we wrap things up, we've got a thing. Uh, thank you, everyone, uh, again for joining us. Anybody who was here, I just have a couple of people pop in and in and out, but um, we're here every week, uh, like normal, and yeah. So anyway. Uh, Will, why don't you tell the fine people out there where we can find you at? Well, as I said earlier, I have a YouTube channel, Darth Tuba's Star Wars Unboxing Show. And I drop episodes every Sunday and Wednesday. And, uh, you know, I'm looking to grow the channel. So please uh, spread the word. Let people know about it. It's it's an unboxing channel. We talk uh, mostly just about Star Wars you know, collectibles and products. Uh, I did have, I do a lot of walkthroughs in Batu whenever I'm down there. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And we also have Instagram and Twitter at Darth Tuba. And I have the Darth Tuba Stars Unboxing page on Facebook, as well as if you need to get in touch with me, um, you can message me through any of those platforms or email me at DarthTuba77 at gmail.com. Yes. And as for right here on War of the Stars, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at warofthestars1 at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle, at warofthestars1. Check that out. Check out the Facebook group. That's where we do most of our live streaming, too, is through our Facebook group. Just search War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to the show on uh, your normal podcast, or if you listen to podcasts, we are on Spotify. We are on Stitcher Radio. We are on Apple Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you find podcasts, you can check us out there. 
remember to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast if you that's where you check us out. That will do uh, help us out immensely. And uh, just give us feedback, however you know how you like the show. If you want to support the show monetarily, uh, we do have a t-shirt store, uh, spreadshirt.com forward slash war dash of dash the stars. Link is on the Twitter page if you want to check that out. Or you can also go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash war the stars and support us there. Um, again, thank you for everyone who listened to last week's show and uh, all the support we've been getting, the, the views, uh, people listening. I've just been going through and seeing the number. Um, it's really, it's pretty cool to see, like, uh, you know, any, 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 you know, I got excited when we got, you know, we first started out, we get, you know, 10 listeners on one show. I was getting ecstatic about that. Now seeing, you know, 60, 70 per show and 50, you know, 50 per show. Um, it's so cool. It's cool. To yeah, nice. And just excited to see even more people come. So tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your relatives. Heck, tell your worst enemy about the show. We don't care. Just bring everybody over. Absolutely. Uh, We're here for as everyone. We, as we always say, but when we end it, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Till the spires, everyone. <laughs>